I, I 100% do. Scar, did you listen to the Mace song? The what song? Mace. Yes, it was trash. And first of all, the chorus didn't even sound like it was on beat. Like it was, it was kind of weird. Um, and like Mace and Auto Tune. Oh. Yeah, it's a, it's like an auto tune, and it's like a diss track, Rashani. Yeah, it's a diss track. He Who dissing, the fuck he, he dissing? He, Jesus? He dissing Puffy, but he didn't actually put Puff's name in the song. Poodle. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not good. It's 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 Mace. So like you could just be like, all right, it's just Mace. All right, fine. We're okay with this. This is it's Mace. It's okay, but it's not anything that I'm gonna be like. You know what I mean? It's not. Is this isn't a, gonna be an ether takeover situation? Bless you. Um, this isn't gonna be an ether takeover situation. Like this nigga just actually like. Well, I this, mean, fuck like dolphin this. teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I loved watching Flipper, but you what? Fuck dolphin teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck dolphin teeth. He can not chew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's not it's it's not great. I listened to it earlier today and I was just kind of like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why anyone cares at this point. It's Mason Betha. I gotta ask y'all a question. Yeah, it's Mason. Fuck that nigga. But, I gotta but, ask y'all a question. But he's been, but he stopped rapping a long time ago, and like went in to do his preaching thing, came back to rapping a little bit, and then like he just kind of disappeared. I know he had that one little incident in um in Florida that he would probably like to forget. But other than that, like when you heard the name Mason a long fucking time. Yes, it's more of a weapon now. So here's my question: Are we? At the point in our lives, maybe not you, Brandon, but Brandon, you're an old head ass nigga anyway. Are we at the point in our lives where we're too old for battle rap? I what? Why the fuck is my? No, because just a couple of years ago, everybody was going crazy with Drake and Pusha T. I just thought that was funny. That, like, but but you're saying a couple of years ago? How long ago did the story of Adidon come out? That was like three, four years back. Yeah, but see, my thing was, I'm looking at it for the comedy of it. I'm not looking at it for these niggas to actually have bars. Like, I don't really care about the bars. Like, I haven't really cared about a real rap beef since Ether Takeover. Like, the rest Takeover of it is Takeover was so glorious. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Yes, anybody who chooses Ether over Takeover is not very bright. Um, And then also... Super ugly. Super ugly was a kill shot. Like that's the other thing. Like people get real. That shit was weak. He didn't have nothing to say, nigga. His mom made him apologize. <laughs> his mom was like, "I was at the nail shop and somebody came and told me your son said this about Ray's son, and I need you to say sorry." So. His mom made him apologize. That's that's when you know you went too fucking far. When your mom's is like, come on. Like, but, I need you, but I need the, you to step up to the plate. Didn't the nigga say, I'm an in... Wait, was that him? No, sorry. That was, uh, that was, uh, it's the nigga who got the podcast, Joe Button. Joe Button would say shit like, I'm an end it before I go too far. But Jay-Z literally went too far on purpose and loved every moment of it. And then because his mom made him apologize, niggas were like, that shit was weak. 
And to be honest, let's be honest. He actually made Super Ugly a good song. I didn't, I because when when Dre and, and Bad that's, News or whatever his name was on the Wash, because that's when the Wash soundtrack, when that shit initially came out, I no, uh uh-uh. uh, it's the same way that Kanye, and this is the question, Brandon, prepare yourself. This is a good question. Did Kanye make Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger by Daft Punk a hit? Or did Daft Punk make Stronger by Kanye a hit? I don't know who Daft Punk Daft, is. Daft Punk, made, Daft Punk made Kanye. Sorry. I think so, too. Yeah. But Brandon's never even heard of Daft Punk, which is incredible. They're a electro electronica group, Brandon. From uh, they they uh, the song "Stronger" was completely sampled from them. The harder, better, faster, stronger is the actual yeah. lyrics from their song. Is the only lyrics from that song? <laughs> yeah, it is. Except for Joe Theismann. Joe Theismann. Joe Theismann. Joe Theismann. Really? 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 Joe Theismann? Yeah, but every rap song is a sample. So that's that's nothing to say. I mean, who knows knows that better than me? Uh, um, Will Smith. Will Smith got writers. Will Smith knows a sample, though. That nigga got the Shark Biter of the Year award for Big Willie style. Because the nigga literally took Candy and then put Cameo on Candy to sing on Candy. I mean, if you're going to do it, and do you're it Will right. Smith. If, mm-hmm. you, if you're Will Smith, like, you can call Cameo and be like, yo, can y'all, re- can y'all do this for your boy? I mean, you can call it what you want to. I call that a flex. Like, that is a huge fucking flex for you to be able to call Cameo. And like, you know what I mean? Be like, yo, I want y'all to be in the video. Bring the red cup. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wear the strap, nigga. <laughs> wear the, wear the hey, red cup outside hey, your boots. We got funk. Bring the strap. Wait, what you mean? I mean the jock strap, not the gun. Don't bring the gun. Yeah. Before we get started, first of all, welcome to another one. A uh, orphan black podcast. Before we get started, emails. Bow down when I come to your town. Bow down when I'm west with bands. Bow down. Cause I ain't a hater like you. Bow down to a nigga that's greater than you. Hey, Derek, Scar, and Brandon. I can vouch. Warheads do burn through tongues. My son loves warheads. And when he was six or seven, he burnt a hole in his tongue. He had a whole heap in a row, so it wasn't just one or two, but it did burn a hole, and the hole stayed there for a while. It didn't burn all the way through, just the first layer of taste buds, but you could see a hole. Really fun listening to you guys again, and big it up, Orphan Black. Sincerely, Andrea. Now read my fucking response. I'm going to read my response first. It happened to me personally. I don't understand why these two jerks feel obligated to argue with me so much. Also, we appreciate you taking time to listen to us, Ange. Thank Sounds you. like some exaggeration to me. See? See, Scar? You see what I go through? This is both y'all. Nah, no. Now, now read my response. Andrea, I can acknowledge when I'm wrong. I'm wrong, but you presented a special circumstance that Roshani didn't. He made it seem like one would do the trick, and my argument was that I've eaten many, and nothing like that has happened. Then again, I've always eaten one at a time like a responsible adult. Unlike Rashani. It's not my fault if I get an opportunity to eat more than one at the same time. 
You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? If you get a chance to eat more than one at the same time, you're going to do that. And when I had the chance to have the blue raspberry and the lemon at the same time, I did that. And burned a hole in my tongue. And the shit hurt like a blister. You suffer from the consequences of your own actions. Yeah, my my own hubris. I'll just, I was literally, first of all, it, it gives you dry tongue. Cause you're, do y'all? Jawbreakers, Brandon. Um, everlasting gobstoppers. Do you suck them, do you bite them, or do you lick them? I haven't had candy in a long time, so I can't answer that. I can't remember the last time I had candy. That wasn't chocolate. Sometimes, Brandon. Not all the time, just sometimes. So, Scar? I haven't had candy in a long time either. You know, diabetic and all. The beating. But, but um, not, I mean, no rainbow, but you suck them, right? I did, until you could get it down to the point where you could bite it in half and move on to the next one, because it wasn't like yeah, they were huge. When you get to the when you get to the center part, that's kind of chalky. Yeah, it's kind of it kind of tastes like a little bit sweet tartish. Yeah, in the like middle, a, yeah, like a smarty get, sweet tart. Yeah, so like yeah, you. But prior to that, you're just sucking on it. Yeah, but with those big ones, they sold at the at the at the fair or at the carnivals. Who the fuck actually tries to eat those? that went on a motherfucking necklace? <laughs> Who the fuck actually tries to eat those? That's a novelty. They're kind of like the big suckers. Like, if you buy a big-ass sucker, like, do you Use really a big-ass sucker. Do you actually want to eat that, or do you just want to You mean the big-ass swirly one? Yeah. Nah, what? fuck that shit. The thing is that I found out about both of these motherfuckers is that neither of them have any flavor. Correct. Like, they just taste like sugar. There's nothing past yeah. that. Well, the flavor, the flavor is only on the outside bits. Mm-hmm. The inside is completely unflavored. But my cousin bought me one of those jawbreakers once, the okay. ones on a rope, and so I tried. I really did. I was like, I'm going to break this down. And so for the rest of the day, it comes in a plastic case that's held by two ropes that goes around your neck. So for the rest of the day, while everybody else is eating food, I was licking at this jawbreaker. Nigga, and the shit will make your tongue bleed. Do you know what kind of nastiness is probably on that fucking thing being outside? Like, no, because it's encased. Do you put the case back on? Yeah, yeah. I always, I kept it in the case. Like, after okay. I got done licking it, I put it back in the case and closed it up. I thought I was the coolest thing in the world. I was like 12. Yeah, it's like the Popeye's joints where, where you, the Popeye necklace joints where you actually make sure that you bite the whole fucking piece off. Because, like, if you leave anything there, it's just going to be sticky. It's going to make your shirt look all fucking nasty and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? If And if you're a fat nigga, like, it's going to make, you know... Make you look like you got on a fucking choker. It's not a good look for you. <laughs> I used to wear those necklaces with no shame. And yeah, it was right here. <laughs> right here. Right here, dog. Like, right you right had here. to pull it like it had extendable. It had the, the elastic string so you could pull it out and bite on it. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, I didn't even think about the fact that that shit was just touching my dirty ass neck the whole time. And I'm just eating it. Not me. So. You know, um, niggas got ring around the collar. Already before you start adding candy to the mix, that shit is nasty as fuck, dog. You out there running around playing football with it on your wrist, and after played, you stop and take a bite. Dirty ass hands, hands black. Brandon used to play basketball, so when you went to the park, you ever get black hand? What's that? 
where you play on the blacktop for so long that when you get done, your your hand is black. The palm what of your the hand fuck is. What kind of material is y'all shit being made out of? I ain't never had that shit. I used to play basketball no. all the time. I don't know anything about that. I ain't never had no black. Y'all didn't. Y'all must not have played ball outside because you get the dirt on your hand. No. That's the only time I really got to play ball was when I played at the, the neighborhood court outside. And I ain't never had no black hand, though. But you never so got to play enough for that to happen. So you was playing with a cheap ball. Yeah. A cheap no, ball? not me. Uh, I was playing outside. You play with the rubber ball. But if we could find an old leather ball, we play with that. Um, but, you know, just being outside, you get that dirt hand where your hand would turn, like, dirty. I don't know. Man. I ain't never had that shit before. Huh. Okay. I I I I didn't know that was just uh people even, who play even, hard thing. Even when you had the leather ball and the leather kind of wore out and they had the little black part inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Like I I still ain't never had no black hand. Like shit went wrong. from being leather to being fluffy on the outside. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it looked like a fucking lint catcher from the dryer. Nigga shit look like a, a hairless cat of this bitch. Brandon. When did you stop eating candy? Years ago. Why? Uh, I'm too good for that. Oh, my God. How are you not a Republican? I'm the furthest thing away from a Republican. I know, but you say the most Republican shit. I'm too good for candy, so I quit. Yeah, why would I eat a, a hard piece of sugar? You eat chocolate. Chocolate is delicious and natural. <laughs> you sound like Willy Wonka. Chocolate is delicious and natural. So you don't eat Starburst or Skittles? No. Oh, hell no. They get stuck in your teeth? No. They got, I miss Starburst. You know what I mean? Man, they have the sour Starburst now. Like the, the They're neon. So it's like they got the watermelon, the sour watermelon Starburst. They go through the roof. I get Italian ice for my sugar fruit. I feel you. Italian ice is always good too. I can't even front. Yeah, I miss I miss those too. So, uh, Sam's Club sells them, um, and they got the wild ass colors like berry lemonade and shit. They're good. I mean, you can get them Walmart too. Well, Walmart or Sam's Club. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I'll go to no fucking Sam's Club. There's no reason for me to buy anything in bulk. I live by True. myself. True. Toilet paper, though. Nah, man. I just bought my toilet paper from Dollar Tree like everybody else. Oh, nah. I had the one time where the finger went through it ever since then. When your finger breaks on through to the other side, after that, you stop going to Dollar Tree. The, the only time I don't buy Dollar Tree is when uh, is when I have my daughter with me. Because, like, I don't know what it is about my daughter, but she runs through toilet paper like crazy and I don't understand it at all. It's like she takes the shit and she makes a fucking mitten or something to wipe herself because I can have a I can have a four pack of toilet paper. That should have last me a month. Cause you know it lasts me a month. That shit won't even last two weeks around my house if she here. Mm. I feel that. Devin's the same way. It's like his butt has teeth. You know that was uh, that was that was, was coming view, right? I have no clue, but your thing was with the whole toilet paper making a mitten thing. I know that one. That was such the entertainer. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know but the uh, but the butt guy. No, 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 no. That was uh, Bruce, Bruce. No, not Bruce. Bruce Lavelle Crawford. Okay. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, episode eight of season one was called Entangled Bank. Um, I think I'm getting... Can you imagine? We're almost finished with the season. I'm getting tired of saying that every episode is better than the one before it. But damn. I I have forgotten some shit when I watched this initially. And damn. Man, listen. I'm still saying that now because remember, I'm... I'm on the further seasons on the podcast version and every episode that comes out, you like, Oh shit, dog. And that's all audio. Ain't no visual component to that at all. I still got to listen to their podcast. Just to see how it goes. I feel like, you know, I'm going to be like, damn, they're better than us. They have more knowledge than us. It's like they were there. <laughs> of course. Cause they were. So where is it? At the beginning, Art was stunned. <laughs> He's like, do you believe in doppelgangers? Or or do you think Sarah's a twin? And DeAngelis is like, uh, they identify Sarah as a Jane Doe. So now we have to go to her house and tell her folks that, you know, she's dead. We have to make a house call. And Art is like, let's keep this information between us. Uh, at the same time, they think Sarah's dead. Uh, Sarah's never felt more alive because her and Paul just had hot, sweaty relations. And he reiterates his bed. I don't understand how they could just have sex in Felix's bed and just like, all right, this is cool. Not only did they have sex in Felix's bed, I don't know if they asked permission to have sex in Felix's bed. And I know Felix had sex in his bed with that dude who paid him. So there's and, a and he had sex with Colin. There's a, there's there's a swamp in there right now. Um, Paul reiterates that they can't go back to the townhouse. And then he also tells her that Leaky's flying in the town. Um, and Leaky thinks that Sarah's the one who's killing the rest of the clones. Felix comes back in and he's like, oh my god, Bonnie and Clyde, like, can y'all stop? Can y'all not? It's like too late. We already done got the nut. Um, but Paul tells Felix that Sarah needs to stay with him for a while. And at the same time, Sarah gets a call from Allison, who every time I, I, I come across Allison, she becomes more and more my favorite clone. I know yours is Helena, Scar, but yes, Allison is just so thorough, fam. This this episode kind of the end of this episode kind of proves why Helena is my favorite. Like it's like the range that that character has. Ah, okay. Um, Sarah got a call from Allison who left couples therapy early because Kasima called her and told her what was going on. Um, Allison has decided that she's going to take some time to get her house in order so she can't talk to Sarah and Kasima for a while. Her and Donnie are getting a divorce, which was fully Allison's decision. Um, however, as Sarah's telling her that she doesn't know for certain that Donnie is her monitor, punk-ass Ainsley unlocks the back door and comes into the house. Like, okay, so... I know when I go on vacation, I tell my next door neighbors, look, we're going on vacation, keep an eye on the house. What I don't do is give them a key. Don't water my I've plants. Oh, oh, you found oh, I know, out. I know what's been done. I, I mean, I'll, you I'll ask. Out later. You found out later, they both have keys to each other's house. Yeah. yeah. Mm-mm. I don't trust people like that. Thing. No, I don't, I don't trust people like that. And I think that that's maybe a sign of where we are now as a society that I don't trust my neighbors with my keys. Because yeah, the thing is, people are far more trustworthy now than they. I just had this conversation with someone about um, how we're just 
assume things now, but they're not actually true. But I get it because we're more aware. We're more aware now. And also your situation. But there's no way that people are more trustworthy now. I mean, back in the day when there was no cell phones and no internet and you could just get away with shit. When there was no security cameras. Like I got security cameras in my house. So if I give my neighbor a fucking key, I'm like, okay, I can see what the fuck you're doing if I tell you to come feed my dog every day or something like that. Yeah, we Back got in the like... Day, yeah, you couldn't. You did. You you just didn't know. Back in the day, like this was this was when nanny cams were first becoming, you know, the thing. And and also, like your situation is different because you got kids at home. No, I don't. All I got left is Devin. Well, you have a kid at home. Yeah, it's pretty dope. We just had all of the kids come over for a what? family dinner. Can the uh, can can the moved y- out? Yep, he moved out. So. We had all the kids come over this weekend for a family dinner. It was nice. Word up. We What'd had a game make? night. I made uh, smoked chicken wings, and I put barbecue sauce on some and garlic parmesan sauce on some and then buffalo sauce on some. And then I made macaroni and cheese nope. and my three mashed potatoes. Did you um, say barbecue or did I miss that? I said barbecue sauce. Okay. Barbecue, buffalo, and garlic parmesan. You and, did say barbecue because I said barbecue sauce. Like yeah. the, the, the baby back ribs. Chili's baby back ribs. That's back when we used to actually remember the fucking commercials. Because like, we, we were forced re- to watch them. Yeah, we don't remember commercials no more. Well, I ain't got to watch these no days. fucking commercials. Because commercials don't have jingles anymore. Chili's baby back ribs. Barbecue you remember so good. I bet you know the general commercial. I don't watch commercials at all. Like you mean the one with Shaquille O'Neal in it? Most of my uh, most of my mm-hmm. viewing is on social media. I mean, on on streaming networks. And if I'm watching on my computer, I got an ad blocker. So even ones that have ads, I never see them. And you know the State Farm jingle. I'm sure you know that. Yeah, but that's the the, the that's been the same. Wait, that's the point. Wait, it used to be like that. Like Wait. a good neighbor. Oh. That's old. That's old. That's what I said. You remember that because that's old. Like if they changed, if they switched the shit up, like if the shit got dubstep or some shit, I don't know that. <laughs> like I don't know what progressives ad is. They don't have a jingle. That's what I'm saying. You remember jingles? Progressive only got flow. Yes, you got flow, but flow don't say no. Flow doesn't have a jingle. Yeah, she just fine. Is she though? She like she can boy. Boy, she like she could, she could do some things. Are you hypersexualizing a, a a commercial character? Yes, nigga. Okay, just checking. I know. I'm single. Yes, I know. Nigga. You, you, hey, it's your world, dog. I just live in it. I haven't had sex in over a year. Um, <laughs> gotta call out the one hand band. Uh, I mean, I mean, other than myself, but um. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um. <laughs> and and my flashlight is at her house. Damn. I, I, I go get it. that motherfucker quickly. But yeah, Ainsley is just she just pops in. She unlocks the back door and comes in. She's supposed to be there. She says she's I water your plants, but she's sitting there going through her mail, holding it up to the light and shit, trying to see what's in it. Like you doing too much. I don't like Ainsley at all. Um, yeah, that part was too much. 
Allison popped out the room and asked her, what the fuck are you doing? And Ainsley's like, oh, you're home early. And Allison's like, I told you I'd be home early. But she was like, yeah, I didn't know you meant today. Ainsley lives across the street. Why does she come in the back door? And because if it's tighter. Because if, well, um, and, and if <laughs> she lives in one of them houses that nobody comes in the front door. That's what it they, seems like. Yeah. It seems like it, like, or, or. But everybody we've seen come to the house go to the back door because they're trying to hide some shit. They're trying to hide the clones and all of that kind of shit, so they go through the back door. Yeah, I feel like Ainsley is her monitor and and doesn't want to be seen by other folks who would... I don't know. She's doing some devious shit. But Ainsley's like, I came here to water the plants because I didn't know you were coming home that day. And then uh, next thing that happens is that Art and DeAngelis go to Miss S's house and tell her that Sarah's, Sarah's dead. They tell her that she was shot around November 25th, which was like two weeks prior. And she's like, the fuck took y'all so long? And they're like, mm, do you have uh, do you know if Sarah had any issues with anyone, women in particular? And Miss S like, no. Um, she stopped living with me a while back. Um, they asked her if she had any sisters, and she says Sarah was an orphan. Then Art asked if she could have a sister, and Miss S is like, that'll be news to us both. Sarah is talking with Kasima and she thinks Neolution is bullshit and Kasima thinks it's an applied philosophy with profound implications for what she does. Sarah asks if Kasima goes around black bagging her subjects and Kasima says that was a case of mistaken identity because they thought Sarah was a killer. Uh, Sarah said should she expect the same to happen when Leaky gets into town and Kasima's like it's your fault for turning Helena against our creators. And I was like, you're sounding very Stockholmish right now, Kasima. Like, you sound like a house nigga right now. She's, no, but see, here's the thing. Mm-mm. She's following the science. And the science is all pointing her to, like, this is a good thing. Like, we're it's, getting closer to finding out what actually really happened here. So I, on, yes. a, on a level, I understand Kasima and her rationale for what she said she still sound like a motherfucking problem she sounds like she's so, gonna be she's she sounds like the weak leak right now also she's saying hey man these people made us for a reason i don't think they want us dead this other one is killing us so i'm gonna go with the people who don't want us dead well felix cuts in and says this all happened because Kasima got the science wrong which Kasima denied. But Sarah told her that she's the one who told Sarah they wouldn't be able to tell Sarah from Beth because her DNA was, a, was identical. And Kasima said they are. But maybe your sunny personality gave you away. And Sarah's like, what side are you on? And Felix's like, fuck it, hang up on her. She's a freaky leaky. I'm surprised they didn't bitch each other like last time. Right? So Sarah ends the call and Felix says to hell with her, but she could still save Allison. And Sarah's like, Allison's fine, but Felix says that Allison isn't because she's divorcing Donnie. And Sarah's like, huh, well, every freak for themselves, which that's what we used to say in college. <laughs> hey, man, introduce me. Nah, man, every freak for themselves, man. Nigga, you went to school in Ohio. Yeah, because you, you know I had the deep voice. So I got all the women's in my mind. Actually, I just had a really good <laughs> printer, a lot of paper that I stole from the library, and links to porn sites. Women, 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 women. 
Felix says divorce really does do strange things to normal people. Yes. Um, and Sarah and Felix thinks that Ainsley is Allison's monitor, who is at that very moment asking a ton of questions to Allison. And Allison asks her, why do you ask so many questions? And notices that Ainsley has pried a lot of information from Allison via questions. Asking all these questions while you were asking all these questions. Assuming? <laughs> Ainsley ignores that question and tells Allison that she should relax that night and let her coach figure skating. And Allison's like, nah, figure skating's on my schedule whether Jim is there or not. Allison will be there. And Ainsley says she thinks that Allison needs some me time. And Allison says she thinks that Ainsley needs to give her her house keys back. Ainsley's like, I know you're in pain, so I won't ask for my keys back. Because, you know, buddies and grace. And then she says, I won't abandon you, Allison. And she starts to say something else, but Allison slams the door in her face. Yep. Paul's talking with an emergency surgeon who tells him that he was unable to repair Olivier's tail and that between the blood loss and risk of infection in the severed tail area, Olivier will be incapacitated for the next few days to a week. And Paul's like, no worries, I'll wait. <laughs> like, I'll stand time, by you. <laughs> I got like, number time, dog. Pretty much. Like, yo, you can go ahead and go, doc. I got this. He gonna sit here with me. I'm gonna sit here with him. And Delphine meets with Leaky, like she literally hops in the car with him in the middle of the street in broad daylight, who wants to know where she is with Kasima. And she tells him that she's closer uh, and looks all bashful when she's like, Aldis, she kissed me. Right? My thing is, like, she's in broad fucking daylight in the street with no fucking trees or anything like that to fucking hide herself. And then looks over her fucking shoulder. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. if what if if there was somebody there to see you, there is no reason why they can't see you. But you know, these monitors ain't the smartest people. They just are who they are. Except um, Ainsley. Hmm. Leaky tells her that uh, he. What? Don't be. That's don't. You, you're that's... assuming. Because if Ainsley is the monitor. She real smooth. She ain't smooth with it. She's Donnie is smooth with it. I know the answer, of course. So like, I can't really say what I want to say. I know. I, I know the actual answer. I think Donnie. You know the answer too. What What do y'all think the answer is? And and, and and do you and do you want me to tell you if you're correct or not? No. Why would I want you to do that? Because when you find out, it's gonna be like, oh. That happened. It's, it's it's great. It's a moment. It's a moment. I already know who that monitor is. I'm just gonna, waiting for the reveal. You're going to find out real soon. So, um, Leaky does not give a fuck that, <laughs> that Kasima made a pass at Delphine. And he's like, he needs to know which other subjects Kasima is in contact with for her safety. Delphine says that Kasima has to initiate disclosure. And Leaky says that he's not saying to disclose, but this is a direct threat, so he needs he needs uh, Delphine to dig deeper, faster. We go to Helena, <coughs> who's eating sugar packs and sniffing Sarah's jacket, and she also has a letter from, from Kira to Sarah. Weird. Yeah. What do you mean weird? The sugar pack. is weird. What the fuck? Oh, she she's, she's and... weird. She's weird. I thought you meant that she that that her having that letter was weird. I was like, 
Okay, my bad. They swap coats, so. Yeah, all right, dog. You're all right. You're all right. Miss S comes to Felix's house and tells Sarah that Art and DeAngelis came to her house and told her that Sarah died. Felix was like, how about mimosas? <laughs> sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. Pretty oh. much. Sit down and shut your gob. <laughs> she asked Sarah if she would care to enlighten her, but Sarah's like, you know what? Honestly, I don't want to lie to you, so no. Not yet. Which I respected. She asked Miss S what they have what they have on her, and uh, Miss S says not much yet. Um, and she wants Sarah. She warns Sarah that if this situation takes one step towards Kira, she needs to call out fire, because the home they have built for themselves in that country, they'll all burn it down if they have to. Which I thought was great. Ship is a ship is a is a, is a uh, she a G. Yeah, Miss Miss S is the is the is the the real one. Out of all of them, she's the real one. Like even it, all the way through this, she just she's the realest out of all of them. Mm-hmm. She about like, that look, life. Look, she's y'all. She's no Siobhan Roy, but she's good. Huh? Get off her nuts, Brandon. The show's over. So what? I still need to watch more of it. I've been watching um. The Lakers. Uh, yeah, I watched that. Yeah. Um, do, you know, do you know Norm Nixon? Um, his uh, his son is actually playing him in that show. Did you know that in BMF, um, Meech's son is playing him? I've never watched BMF. It's on Stars, But yeah, the it's, Black Mafia why, family. That's, that's why I haven't seen it. Yeah, Meech's son plays him. So that seems and, to be the thing now. And, and old, uh, Lil Dirty is still mad that he couldn't play his father. Me too. But the nigga who's playing him really does look spot on. Like you, but, I got questions. But I think they they're they said it in a nice way. But basically, they're saying Lil Dirty can't act. Ah, uh, I can see that. <laughs> I can see like that. I mean, father, if y'all, he can't act. I mean, if if your own nigga is making the decisions, then you gotta be able to say, you know, we know that you ain't it. I just want them to give the nigga enough time for this. <laughs> But see, here's the here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with that. The motherfucker is actually gonna have to sing, like you know what I mean. Like, True. It, I mean, it's 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 pretty horrible singing, but it's still singing. <laughs> and like the fact that like the fact that he sings songs a lot of his raps and they talk through it bothers me greatly. I can't fucking stand it. Like yo, fucking sing sing the sing the notes, dog. The dude playing Method Man, the fact that he doesn't do that when he does Method Man, it's like, I I can't get with you on this. Okay, I'm sorry. It's okay. I know how you feel. Wrong show. I feel. I, I know how you feel. I know how you feel. Uh, Art tells DeAngelis that Sarah committed suicide two days before Jane Doe was shot. So Jane can't be Sarah because Sarah was dead. But the Prince match. And DeAngelis thinks that maybe there were triplets who didn't know one another, but when one commits suicide and another one gets whacked in the same city, that would suggest they're in touch now. And right as they come to the conclusion that there's only one left to clear it up, Sarah comes walking into the precinct. Can they announce another clone that we haven't met this episode? 
this no. is Danielle. So no, Danielle no, Fournier, Fournier. They talked about the beginning of the the be, like episode two or something like that. Danielle Fournier is the is French, in French that, isn't she? That that she she's already been killed by Helena. Yeah, all of the uh. all of the Europe all of the European clones that we know of have been killed by Helena. Um, the German was the last one of the European clones to get killed by Helena. Yeah. So like oh. those those are the ones that they actually have information on and she's killed them all. She's called all, killed all of the Europeans. She's killed the French one. She's killed you know what I mean like she's she's killed everybody except for the one from London of course, but like she, of course Helena and Sarah are the ones that they know the least about. Yeah, they, that's she's gone coast to coast at this joint. Yeah. But they, but you know that's that's the re- part of the reason is trying to figure out who the fuck Sarah and Helena are. Because they're 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 the two outliers, but there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. And Art said some questions came up about Sarah's work on the Jane Doe case, such as the lack of confirmation on prints on on the file. You know, there's there's no prints on file. Um, and you know, we just got a clean set of prints that we ran again. Um, and D'Angeli says she just needs to know if the name Sarah Manning means anything to her. And Sarah's like, who's that? And D'Angeli says, have you ever seen her before? And Sarah's like, she holds up a picture of Sarah. And Sarah takes it from her, looks at her, and says, yeah, in the mirror. Nigga, they set her up greatly, dog. They did. They set her clean the fuck up by handing her that picture. That shit was masterful. Mm-hmm. It's the same way that you give a nigga a pit beef with an orange can of soda. And then you take the orange can of soda. You know what I'm saying, Brandon? You know what I'm saying. Scar doesn't. He doesn't watch that shit. Not yet. Allison's on her way to figure skating practice, and when she arrives, Ainsley's already there, trying to convince Chad that she knows what she's doing. Chad's like, you ain't never skated before, what the fuck you doing? Ainsley tells him to go play with his dumbbells, and tells Allison that she's in no condition to coach the kids. And Allison says she's perfectly fine, and leave, bitch, get out my way. Allison says she... I'm sorry, but why the fuck is she there? And, and like, the fact that, that she already told her, like, hey... Um, I'm gonna be there, whether my daughter is there or not. I'm gonna be there, and you're you're good. And even when she kept trying to say, "Well, you need some me time and all that kind of stuff," she was like, "Nah, dog. I'm gonna be at I'm gonna be at the practice like I'm supposed to. Bye, bitch." And and send her on her fucking way. So like when she shows up, and then of course she shows up earlier than than she does. It's like, bitch, why are you here? And it was like, you know what? I just didn't believe you when you said you weren't going to that you was going to be here. So I why decided would, to go anyway because I don't respect your decisions. Why would why would her monitor try to upstage her like this? Because like so far from what we know from Paul, the monitors are supposed to be out of the fucking way and let them make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. And Ainsley is going completely out of her way to try to upstage her. But also, Ainsley's a Karen. Uh, the rest but, of the monitors but, aren't Karens. But let's be honest, we said that we said that Allison was a Karen too, right? No, y'all said that. Not we. She started y'all. off. She started. She started off, off very Karenish, dog. She, she literally called that. somebody Urban. That's some Karen shit. <laughs> no, I, I I appreciated the Urban. She didn't want to sound racist. She makes the nigga just for showing up. <laughs> 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 She makes that nigga fucking judo chop this. Uh, you know she makes like? that nigga like fuck dolphin teeth. I <laughs> mean, like, if, a dude, if a dude dressed like that with a fucking bloody hand rolled up on, on your wife, 
you would hope she makes that nigga too. Or DMX like, him. But like, but then like her insistence, like I know Typo, nigga. Like you know, we sit the fuck down. I don't know. Is she started off as very Karen, and she's kind of she's kind of letting some things go, especially in this episode. Yeah, yeah. She's like I said, she's grown on me episode by episode. So I guess she's the McManus of this uh, of this show. McManus, <laughs> nigga, you called down the thunder. <laughs> well, guess what, nigga, you got it. McManus, <laughs> if I find my soul in this place, or I am lost forever. <sighs> and just for S and G's. Martin Montgomery. Sort of. Just for S and G's, you know. Um. So. Allison tells Ainsley straight out, like, look, since you want to mess with my life, I'm going to mess with yours. And she dips out. D'Angeli tells Sarah that she knows that she buried Jane Doe's fingerprints to cover her connection with someone. They tell her about how the person they believe to be Sarah killed herself days before Jane Doe was murdered. Uh, Art says they need to know where Sarah fits in. And Sarah's like, can I see the file? And D'Angeli's like, you can't see it because you're a civilian. And Sarah's like, I'm sure you're happy about that. What's up, Brandon? That was a stupid-ass question. What, can she see the file? Yeah. I mean, it was all good just a week ago. <laughs> like, she didn't know that once you're no longer a cop. Nigga, she ain't never been a cop. Can I see the file? <laughs> I ain't never been a cop either. I know I can't go in the police station to ask to see files. And nigga, this is like literally Sarah's living the life from Blue Streak. Like, <laughs> I'm, I've never been a cop. Can I see the file? Um, Ingo Elgato Las Pantalones. <laughs> I mean, you got a big cat in your pants. <laughs> Sarah asks Art, do I need to get a lawyer? And Art's like, I don't know. Do you? And so Sarah leaves. And Art bags up the picture that Sarah was holding and tells DeAngelis to have forensics run the prints as quickly as possible, which again, smart. Allison's leaving skating practice. She see she sees Chad sitting in his minivan outside, and he's smoking weed, and she smells it. He asks her not to sit, not to tell Ainsley, and she takes a hit and says it's the first time she's smoked since Godspell in college. And she asks him if he has any more. Olivier wakes up, and Paul tells him Leaky will be there in a couple hours, and that he just texts uh, Olivier. Olivier tells Paul that he's conspiring with at least two clones, and Paul's like, no, just one. And Olivier tells Paul that he isn't the one in the compromised position. But Paul says that Olivier is the one who blackmailed an ex-military intelligence guy to do his dirty work. Also, Olivier's last name is Duvall. It's a really nice pseudonym, Paul and, says, and, 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 and he's right. He's right, it is a really and, nice pseudonym. And he ain't a gangster. His real name is Kevin. His real name's Clarence. And Clarence lives at home with both parents and they have a real good marriage. The nigga's name is Kevin. Kevin. Kevin? Olivier Duval's real name is Kevin. And Kevin lives in Washington with the Elks. And he has a raft of warrants for sex crimes. And Kevin tells Paul that, well, management already knows about that. And Paul's like, yeah, they might, but the cops don't. 
And that's why you're going to listen to what I have to say that happened the night before. Chad and Allison are smoking a J in the van, and Chad congratulates her on the dissolution of her marriage. And Allison says, it seems like your marriage isn't getting sexual on a nightly basis. And Chad's like, yeah, man, you know, me and you are sharks, and if we stop moving, we'll die, which is true. Nine. I googled it. That's facts. Yep. What's the fact? If sharks stop moving, they'll die. Yeah, because they can't breathe. Why? They can't breathe. The water rushing against their gills is how they breathe. Stupid animals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Right on. Um. Dolphins Alice? can sit still. Yeah, dolphins are going to learn how to walk on land and come after us first. Flip, bitch. So, Alice is like, "Yeah, you certainly got that moving down. I see your chest and your your abs when you be running." And Chad is down for it, and he's like, "Yeah, I see your pecs and your glutes." And they start flirting, and she's like, "I bet you can bench press me." Ooh, who refers to boobs as pecs? That's weird. He doesn't want to get too overt. Yeah. And so Chad is like, are we and, doing what and, I think we're doing? And she doesn't have very large boobs, let's be honest. And she has pecs. And she says, you know what I'm doing is objectifying you to get back at Donnie. So you can come and ride the train if you want. And they have relations. Hot, sweaty relations. Delfingo Sikasima, who apologized for jumping to conclusions and says she just wants to make crazy, crazy science with her. Yeah, they're doing the whole they're doing the whole science. Um, this, the whole science connects you uh, like sex, the kind of way that on Buffy, what they did with uh, Willow and magic mm -hmm. with with uh, with Tara, their their magic was really their their them having sex type thing. And also, Josh Whedon. I want to stick your. I want to stick my beaker in your test tube. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Delphine, wait, 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 wait a minute! Your beaker in the test tube. It ain't gonna fit. The test tube is much smaller. Yeah, I was just yeah. Yeah, what? they got to scissor it. Okay, word up. Yeah, so Delphine asks if Kasima knows that Leaky has built a department for transgenic organ transplants. And Delphine said, it's good that I've met somebody who gets me. And Kasima agrees. And then Delphine says she can't stop thinking about that kiss because she knows sexuality is a spectrum. But social bias codify attraction, which is contrary to the biological facts. And Kasima says that's oddly attractive and totally encouraging in they kiss. Really what happened is that <laughs> Leaky was like, hey, do what you got to do to get that information. And so Delphine gave up the draws. I think Delphine does like Kasima. But she gave up the draws. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to play. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is that Delphine didn't like her initially is how I'm feeling. But when he told her to go back and get the information. You do what you have to do to play. That's what I'm thinking. I'm I'm thinking she liked her as a friend, but when she pulled away that first time, that was genuine. For her to say, I've been thinking about that kiss, I don't know about that. 
But I mean, if you when somebody kisses you, they obviously have showed their hand. Like they've they've played their strongest card. So now the the ball's in your court. And if you say, "I've been thinking about that kiss," like I'm not a nigga who cheats. I'm not a nigga who has affairs, but I know niggas who have. And when the woman says, "I've been thinking about that kiss," even if they didn't seem recept receptive at first, my nigga knew he was in. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And it's mostly because they're looking for something outside, but still, I don't know. Um, Allison. Oh, no. Yeah. Allison and, and Chatter, you know, if the vans are rocking, don't come a-knocking. But they're in the parking lot of the of the skating practice, and the skating practice is out. And Mira's trying to get her kids to avoid the van as as they walk past. But the van is literally moving. Like if the if the emergency brake had turned off, they would have been rolling down the street. Um and I mean they're getting it on in a place that you need to have somebody smaller than you there because them seats weren't that far apart. Um anyhow. Next scene is that Allison is singing bitch at top volume as she drives home and <laughs> I remember when that song came out, and they played the song without taking the the word bitch out, but they took the words out of rap songs like a motherfucker. BBC America. No, I'm saying on on the radio, they would I take mean, they they play it in full, but say move bitch would come on, they'd be like move, get out the way. Back in the day when they'd have like the the bad sound effects to play over cuss words. Do they do they censor stuff in Canada? Or like, you know what I mean? Do they play rap and, and, in Canada? Other than Drake? I mean, Canada's American Junior, so yes, to all of the above. I mean, they might play Cannibal Ox. The first nigga who did the thing the Big L then stole. I mean, let's be honest, like Texas is America Junior. I mean Texas No, his name was Cardinal. Cardinal Official. That was his name. Cardinal Official. Yeah, that's the, that's that's the Canadian reggae dude, right? Yeah, who did the song about uh what uh like all the phrases and and shit in Canada. And then um Big L did it in Yo, LA or in New know, York. You know that 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 DJ that does the thing where he gets the old people and performs the songs and he kind of does a mix. What's his name? Um what the fuck is that shit called? I can't I can't think of it, but you know he gets a whole bunch of old school artists and they they're on their little cameras or whatever like that and they perform their songs while he's doing his mix or whatever. Yeah, they did um, it for um they did it at um after the BET Awards. Yeah, he just did a recent one. This motherfucker got Lil Vicious, who is now not little anymore. So like he's like doing the little vicious uh, freaks. Um, with his normal grown ass man voice, which is fucking weird. But right after Lil Vicious. This nigga actually got snow, which who was the original reggae dude from Canada. Canada. Yeah. Huh. Bacardi Slang by Cardinal Official only has four hundred thousand listeners. I I just thought that was his biggest song. I'm I'm, I'm I thought that, that I thought it was a big I thought it was a big one too. Yeah. I guess he wasn't as big as I thought he was. It's like when you find out Pity Pablo only got like 50,000 listens on a song that you thought was hot. You know something? And when I was younger, I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you some dudes that I thought was much bigger than they actually ended up being. Quo. 
fucking Bollinger Americans. Bollinger Americans has some hits, dog. And I'm Ooh. like, what the fuck happened to Bollinger Americans? Bollinger Americans has some hits, dog. Who? That's what I'm saying. You know, I feel that, but I feel you because I felt that same way about the college boys. Shout Brandon, who was the artist that you really like that nobody else knew about? Mace? Devin the Dude. Nah, fuck you. Devin the Dude was nationwide. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fuck it, he named this kid after Devin the Dude. My son is named after <laughs> Devin the Dude, so. <laughs> Y'all don't know about Devin the Dude. That's my guy. I know a couple songs. I'm I'm not a I'm not a huge fan. I'm more of a zero kind of guy. You know what I mean? You know what? Zero is on that list of people who you think <laughs> is bigger than he actually is. Like all them niggas who were with the screwed up click are niggas all, who you think are bigger. But, but them niggas are multi-millionaires just for selling in Texas. Like they didn't need to go nowhere else. That's because Texas is fucking as big as half the United States. Yeah. According to Texas. Devin the dude. My favorite, one of my favorites. Name three of his songs. I can name way more than three of his songs. The only ones I can name is Do What You Want to Do and Boobooin. And then stuff off Scarface's uh, album. And Doobie Astray and Lackville 79. That could keep going. To the Extreme. What a job. Everyone knows what a job. With Andre 3000 and You know. Also, I, I think I'm more of a zero and Trey kind of dude. Also, probably on that, that list of people who are in that same realm, I would say Mac Dre as far as a, a nationwide thing. Like, do you know who Mac Dre is, Car? I've heard the name. I know is a Bay Area dude, right? Yeah, he's a Bay Area rapper. Bay, he, Bay Area he, legend. Is he gone? Yeah, he died. Because people speak of him in that way that you speak about people who have died already. Yeah, he's he's dead. He got uh, murdered when he was in Kansas City. Mac Ten. Mac Ten. Carmen, this is not Mac Ten. (laughs) I don't. I don't. I don't know if Mac Ten's on that level. Because he he was on soundtracks. Once you hit soundtracks, it's like you kind of get big for a second. Plus, he was with West Side Connection. But I know y'all Dub niggas C. on the East Coast don't. I'll give Dub you Dub C. C. I'll, I'll give you Dub C. I know Dub C. Bad Al. I'll, I'll give you Dub C, though. Yeah, he would be on that list. Dub C is the vocal coach for my man on Snowfall. And Hitman. Hitman's on that list. Hitman? You Hitman. mean Hitman, Hitman that was on uh, the Chronic 2000 Hitman? Yeah. Huh? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, he's picking, he picking up people that 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 like nobody talks about anymore. Like fucking Lord have mercy. Like no one talks about Lord have mercy. Like you know what I mean? What was that nigga's name who did the wrap ups every year? Scar. You know my nigga skills. Skills. V- VA's own skills. That's one of them niggas. Ghost who Rider? you think has a lot more listens than they actually do, and then you look and his biggest song has one hundred thousand listens on Spotify. But here's the problem. He's wrote other songs that have 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 been major hits for people. He just hence won't tell the, you. Hence the song Ghost Rider. Yeah, so and and you know he's wrote he's written stuff for Nicki Minaj and he wrote uh With My Hair. You know Did he like ever that? come back and put them niggas' names in it like he threatened to? Nope, he still he still won't say. You know who else is like that? Papoose. 
Now, Pep, Pep who's, like, can you name three Pep who's songs? I can't. No, that's my point. I, I know, like, he, I mean, he's a, he's a good rapper. He, he was on the Touch It remix. <laughs> that's all I know Pep who's why, from. Why? 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 Yeah, alphabetical slaughter. Everybody knows that. Yeah, you know what? I do know that. Is that, is that a song? Is that a song? But that was a freestyle, freestyle, wasn't it? Yeah, I know him for freestyles. I don't know no songs. I can't name you one Pep who's song. Not one. Hmm. I'll tell you this: the most underrated rapper of all time is MC Ren. That's no answer. fuck that nigga. That's the answer. It's the one fuck that answer. nigga. No, no, sir. I refuse. Like, like, do you think you think in, in for as long as you've been alive, sir? Do you think that there is any piece of MC Ren that can see Black Thought? No, MC Ren, better. But the thing about MC Ren is that nigga literally had a song where he was having sex with like a. 13 year old so fuck that nigga that's not mc ren that's someone else no that was mc ren on mc ren's solo album oh yeah no i'm certain of it i remember my cousin had that album and i i heard it and i was like the fuck is this shit and backstage underage more or less yeah yeah, the nigga had a song called Final Frontier, which is his highest. That nigga, that song is like his biggest song. Y'all niggas nasty. Y'all nasty. I mean, R. Kelly didn't get this big for nothing. True. Yeah, so nasty ass niggas. Y'all nasty. But no, that nigga wasn't even the best rapper in his own group. <laughs> yes, he was. You think he better than Q? You thought he was better than Cube. He's better than Cube. Whoa. Whoa, sir. Ren Whoa. would call you up and tell you you're wrong about that one. MC <laughs> Ren was the best. Go listen to Ren, it. Go Ren, listen to Ren, Ren would call Go you listen and say, to Straight Outta Compton and tell Ren, you who had better, better verses. Ren, Ren would call Cube. you and say, Ice Cube wrote my shit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ice Cube wrote Straight Outta Compton, my nigga. He wrote that whole fucking song. <laughs> No, the, I'm not talking about the song. I'm talking about the album. No, I'm just saying. He he wrote most of that. He wrote the album. <laughs> he wrote the album. MC <laughs> wrote the album. Cube wrote most of that himself. Oh, God. Oh, man. That kind of makes me want to go back and watch Straight Outta Compton again just so I can see him I light see, them all up. I still haven't I still haven't seen that yet. It's I good. Him, I keep seeing them going to. I think it's on HBO. It's good. Um, but yeah, Allison is singing bitch and Ainsley, when she gets around the corner near the house, Ainsley steps out in the middle of the street and she's like, get out the car. Like Mira snitched on you. And I know that you had sex with my husband, Chad, who I know I treat like shit, but still get out the car. And Allison's like, you know what? I wouldn't have had a chance to fuck him if you were spending more time with him than you were with me. And look, she already treat, treat him like shit, and she's already told Allison on multiple occasions this season that she knows Chad is fucking other people. Mm-hmm. But she didn't think it would be her. And so, Ainsley says Allison has no idea who she's dealing with, and Allison's like, I do. You're a sleazy watcher spy. And Ainsley's like, calling me sleazy is rich because you're a slut. And then they have a, and then they, and no, and then she reaches through the window and bangs Allison's face off the horn, and the horn goes, (laughs) heep. 
And then, and then Allison says, ha! Or then Ainsley says, ha! <laughs> I'm sorry, I laughed. Because the horn went heep, and she went, ha! And then Allison got out and tuned her ass up in their little tussle, grapple, pull hair way. Yeah, the suburban suburban white girl slap fight. Mm-hmm. D'Angelis uh, asked Colin at the morgue for more information because the fingerprints for Sarah matched two other women. Uh, so they look at the name and address of the person who identified her, and it's Felix. So Colin tells, calls Felix and tells him that he couldn't lie because Felix's signature, address, and records are all on file. And Felix tells Sarah that she can that he can handle it, but there's a knock at the door, and Sarah's about to run, but it's Allison who's hella fucking drunk. Here's my problem with all of this stuff that that we're going on right now. Even clones do not have the same fingerprints. <laughs> like they, that that doesn't exist. Are you sure? Because they're clones. I am positive. Twins don't have the same fingerprints. Those are twins. Clones don't have the same fingerprints. If that I clone is... my sock, it'll have the same fabric. Are you sure that an absolute clone, like a clone? Yes, because because also keep in mind keep in mind that the 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 embryos were created and they were implanted into different women. Those fingerprints are going to develop in different ways because they're in different people. The, when you start when you start typing do clones, it, the first thing is do clones have the same fingerprints? And yeah, they say no. <laughs> Fingerprints are not genetically created, so even if they both have the same DNA, they'll have different fingerprints. The fingerprint is determined by the environment around it, which it was created, and can and also many other things can alter it. Because they were all implanted in different women. Hmm. So, okay. We're going to learn more about that next episode. Okay, alright. So, um... Allison comes in and she's like, bad things have happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) And her and Sarah leave out. Um, Allison tells Sarah how she degraded herself with Chad and how Ainsley attacked her. And now she can't go back home. And Sarah's like, I hope you kicked her ass. And Allison's like, I did, kind of. Sort of. I busted her shit, kind of. She says she doesn't want to divorce Donnie, but she can't keep lying to him or the kids because she hates it. How can they sustain this insanity? And Sarah's like, you know what? We can't. She doesn't know if Art's going to throw her in jail or if Kasima's going to narc them out to the neolutionists. And Allison's like, don't forget about Helena, who's crazy as fuck. And Sarah says, you know, I just came back for Kira. And then she suggests that they just tell everybody the truth. Which... I mean, it's not like they did anything wrong. Right. They're the victims. Why not tell people? Mm. I mean, some people may not believe you, but that's life. Boy, you have no idea. What? How would you not believe them? They look exactly the same. Like, if three Uh, of them come in together and it's like, we're clones, it's like, oh, okay. the, The podcast. I'm just saying the podcast. Oh, What's the name of the podcast again? Um, hold on. Let me look it up. I'm still on the current episode. Hold on. Uh, it is called Orphan Black, the next chapter. Okay. 
and it picks up it picks up like seven years after the series the TV series. Ended. Oh, so they're not discussing the show episode by episode. No, this is. No, I'm talking about. Well, I mean, I used to listen to an AfterBuzz show that did that discussed it episode by episode. But this is what happens after the show. So, if y'all are listening to this, don't listen to that podcast until we finish with this podcast. Right, uh, but and and also, I can't tell you about you know because Tatiana does all of the voices for the first season, but in the second season, they bring in some other voice actors, and I can't really tell you who they are because that'll tell you who survives. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Helena is still looking at pictures of Kira and repeating that she misses mommy over and over again. And then she sees Miss S's address. Mm. And Leaky's approaching Kevin's hospital room, and Paul tells Kevin that he replaced his security footage so that only one clone is, is there in the footage, which is Beth. And Kevin says that Leaky is smart and he won't fall for it, and Paul's like, he will if you stick to one. No, Don't won't. be snitching. Huh? Leaky's not stupid. Yeah, but I mean, Leaky will believe what Paul and Kevin tell him is what Paul's hoping. And so Leaky walks in just as Paul is telling Kevin that he needs to stop blaming himself because he couldn't know. And he cuts his statement short and, st and shakes hands with Leaky. And Leaky says he's heard great things about Paul. And Kevin whines that she took my tail, Aldous. And Leaky tells him to shut up. Yeah, Paul switches his conversation like smooth as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, the, like it, that shit was masterful. He's having a conversation with dude, and he's just like, "Oh, you need to just stop blaming yourself for blah blah." And like, yo, that, the way he does that is masterful. Mm-hmm. Kasima and Delphine are in bed because they just had relations, and Kasima asks if Delphine's okay, and Delphine's like, "Yes, I always cry after sex, but I'm who never does, as hungry as I am at this moment." Who does that? I, I don't know. If I saw somebody crying after sex, I'm not initiating sex with them ever again. That's on the on everything. If Nietzsche started crying after sex, it's like I'm gonna go sleep downstairs. I don't know what this is, but I'm gonna go downstairs for a couple of days. Yeah, I can't even. I can't even put myself in a situation where I'm having sex with with, with a lady and, and like if I like legitimately hurt her in some way shape or form I can't do anything after that yeah no I'm I'm limp yep I'm I gotta go bye yeah. I don't I don't understand I saw I've been watching scrubs too you know the old the the comedy with uh I'm um, no Superman. Yeah, that one. And in one you episode, know he's going to be Booster Gold. Oh, that's dope. I guess Don Donald Faison is going to be Booster Gold. Okay, yeah, that's dope. Um, but in one oh, episode, geez, Carla tells uh, Turk that no, Jordan tells well, one of them tells the, their significant other that um, they're going to sleep. And the significant other says, well, can I get it in? And, this, and, and the woman tells him, it doesn't matter. Just don't wake me up. Ladies, are y'all really like that? Because I, I, I feel completely uncomfortable even fathoming doing something like that to my wife. And so I've never even asked about it. I've never even talked about it. Like, is that something that women give consent? Like, you can have sex with me while I'm asleep? 
because that just doesn't sound right at all. And that's why I'm asking, because I could be wrong, and it could be a real thing, but I don't know. So, ladies, holla if you hear me. I'll, I'll keep your names uh, anonymous, and I won't talk about it on the show. I'm just curious. Like, is that a thing? Like, Brandon, have you ever been in that situation? No, but one thing I do know is that everything is a thing when it comes to sex. True. When it comes to sex, I'm similar to the killer in Manila. Bitches call me Biggie the condom filler. Thriller in Manila. Thriller in Manila? Yeah. You said gorilla in Manila. No, you said said something else. When it comes to sex, I'm similar to the thriller in Manila. That is not what you said the first time. Oh. Fine. But yeah, um... Delphine tells Kasima that she could kill for some ice cream. So Kasima's like, ice cream? You want ice cream? I'll go get some ice cream. <laughs> I love you. I'll go get some ice cream. Have you ever had an Eskimo pie? You're going to become an addict. Nigga, she put on a coat and we never saw her put on pants. And then she leaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, Delphine's like, I'm already an addict. And Kasima's like, she's talking about me. And she goes even faster. And she's not. She doesn't really mean it. Because Delphine then gets out of bed and starts going through all Kasima's shit. And I was hoping that Kasima would come back and catch her in the act. But she doesn't. She finds a satchel with all the clone's information in it. And downloads all of her data on the computer to a flash drive. Uh, she also sees a timeline of the clones and says Mied, no, she, she which is shit in French. She, she didn't download it. She was using Kasima's flash drive. Oh. Well, she still got the information. Kevin tells Leaky that if it, for, if it weren't for if it weren't for Paul, Helena would have killed him because uh, she had a Slavic accent and dropped the Beth act right in front of him and Paul. She confessed that she killed Beth and took over her life and that she's insane. And Leaky tells Paul, "Welcome to the big picture." Uh, he tells Kevin to rest and heal, and he and Paul leave. He tells Paul that he's proven his metal, and he would like to talk with him about the next steps. Who says you're proving your mettle? I mean, and he says that. He was like, well, they say in the military, I'm pretty sure you heard this before, you've proven your mettle. And Paul's like, who the fuck says that? We don't say that in the military, fam. Like, I don't know who told you that lie, old ass. I, okay, boomer. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And Leaky gets a call from Delphine begging him to keep Kasima safe. Because she isn't just researching herself, but eight others. She's had contact. And Leaky's like, I need the names. And so she gives them, which is Danielle Fournier, Janika Zingler, Katja Obinger, Helena, who doesn't have a last name, Allison Hendricks, Beth Childs, and Sarah Manning. And Leaky asks if there's any more information on Sarah, and Delphine says no, but that she has to go and she hangs up. No, and she intentionally doesn't mention Kira. Yes, very much so. Um, and Sarah introduces Miss S to Allison, and Allison tells Miss S that she went to university and studied kinesiology, and Sarah's like, that's just massage therapy. And Allison's like, no, it's actually very important because it heals. And then she got married, uh, and now everything is shit. And Miss um, S confirms that Allison came to see, you're, you're the one who... Came when you you came in in Sarah's place once to see Kira, right? And Allison's like, "Yes, that was me." And Sarah confirms it. And Miss S is like, "I knew something was up." She goes through the names again, and uh, Allison surmises that there's probably thousands of clones. 
and they're all messed up except for Sarah because Sarah says F it. I love the fact that she can't say fuck it. Sarah says F it and she wish she could say F it because F it. Everything is F and bad and F it. I just want to say F this. That was pretty much the whole conversation. Miss S like, hey, we got a guest bedroom. Like, you want to go see it? <laughs> and Allison's like, you're very lucky, Sarah. Your mom is really nice. My mom would have put me in therapy if I had told her. And, and I guess she means if I had told her about this. Like, about the about the clones. But Miss S has been really understanding about this whole thing. And Felix gets a call from... Um, Felix uh, is talking to Art and DeAngelis and Felix says that he was so shocked to see Sarah laid upon that slab and Art asks about Beth Childs and Felix says he doesn't know who that is. And then Art finds pictures of Sarah in the corner and Felix says he's drawn multiple sides of her and he calls it Twisted Sister. Art and DeAngelis walk out and Art tells her that he's been there before. Uh, because that he was there when he stole the money. Uh, he calls the number back that he called, that, that had called him the night before. The one that called and said, I want to tell you something about Beth, uh, Beth Childs. And then was like, oh, wrong number and hung up. So he called the number back and, of course, it dials Felix. And Felix was like, who is this? Charlie, is this you? <laughs> Damn Felix cool. is funny. Right. Um... And DeAngelis wants to bring him in. Like She's like, let's go get him now. And Art's like, I want to look at a few more things first. Um, and the Art, doctor... Art's not going to tell her when he finds out. I already know. I'm hoping not. Art seems like a stand-up dude. Unlike Kasima, who seems like a snitch. Um, the doctor comes back in to check on Kevin and drugs him. And so Kevin dies. Ass up and ass out. Um... And Sarah says there has to be more between the lines and tries to figure out why her mom gave Hold her on. up. I'm not going to let you get away with that, Rashani. What? He because was ass I had up. To sit here, I had to sit here for who knows how many months for you to always say, how come there wasn't no cameras in Oz when this happened? But you ain't going to say it's no. How come there wasn't no cameras in there? No. Honestly, because I know that there was a camera. But there's not cameras in hospital rooms. Because of, you know, HIPAA. Oh, good point. I know that because I was just in a hospital room. So I know that there's no cameras due to HIPAA. So that's why they listen to the alarms for coatings and whatnot. Um, but Sarah's trying to figure out why her mom gave her up. And Miss S says that there were rumors that the children in the black were, you know, the part of Carlton's pipeline, were the subjects of medical experiments, but she doesn't know what kind. Uh, and Sarah asks her if she can get in contact with Carlton, and Miss S says she'll try. Uh, at this time, Did Kara's... Did hear about this Carlton person before? He lives in Bel Air. <laughs> You're muted, Scar. I just realized that. Yes, she's mentioned Carlton before. When she was, when they, when she was going through that book on her own. Oh, okay. And so, um, Kira comes downstairs for some reason at this time and goes to the front door and looks out the front door and Helena's on the other side. And for some reason, Kira lets her in. 
And she looks like her mama, and her mama told her that she had a sister, so she thought this is another sister. Oh, I can see the logic in that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Sarah says she just wants to know who she is, not not there's, not not Helena Schwartz know herself. There's something else, but we don't know that yet. And Miss S says that she's still her, still a survivor. And then Sarah realizes the Kira isn't there, and she sees that Helena's walking away with her, and sprints after them. And Helena takes Kira into an alley, and Kira asks where they're going, and Helena tells her that they're going to see someone. And she wonders how Kira could be Sarah's child, and Kira says she's just like her mom. Helena says she isn't because her mom isn't real, and Kira's like, of course she is. Then she asks her what happened no, no, to no. her. No, she says she says the one key to to what might be coming in the future. She said, "You're all real. You're all real." Yeah. And so, um, Helena asks, or Kira asks Helena, "What happened to her?" And Helena's like, "I don't know." And Kira hugs her, which is sweet. And Sarah's still calling Kira's name, and Kira's like, "You know, I should go home now." And Helena says, "Yes, yes, Angel, you should." And asks her if she knows the way. And Kira says, of course I know the way. And she steps out from the alley. And she sees Sarah. And she calls out to her. And she begins to cross the street. But there's a car coming down the road. And it hits Kira. And Kira flies as Helena looks on and cries. The end. The acting of Brandon Yamida. Kira should be dead. I'm sorry. She got hit by it. She like, flew, she's like 40 nigga. pounds. Got hit by a moving car. Wait to the next episode. Um, <laughs> um, but um, my the, the acting by Tatiana as Helena in this moment, where Kira Kira questions her, and you can tell that she's been questioning everything so far, and just being questioned by Kira kind of throws her into a tailspin, and and then she hugs her. And like Helena's reaction, like Helena never actually hugs her back. She's holding her hands up in the air behind Kira's back and she's shaking because she's never received love like this. And like that, the amount of like what that acting and like the, the shame that she felt when, when, when Kira says, I, I think I need to go home now. And she's looking and she's like shaking and she doesn't know what to do. And she just, the only thing she can say is yes. That is the only thing that she can say. And you can see all of this on her face. She does not know what to do about all of these emotions that she probably have never really felt before because it's obvious everyone else has kind of treated her like shit. And then they told her that she was, they told her that she was the shit and, but in the rest of them are fucked up. And then like, she's like her worldview is being challenged in these moments. And you can see that through the acting. And that is one of the reasons why Helena is my favorite character, my favorite clone. I love how Kira says, something's wrong with you. <laughs> like, yeah, something's definitely wrong with you. But also, you know that there's something else to Kira, because remember, when Allison went to Kira as her mom, she knew immediately that that wasn't her mom, even though she looks exactly like her mom. So there's something else going on here. See, I'm not saying no spoilers. I'm not saying anything that happens in the future. These, these are things that have already happened. 
Yeah. Okay. This episode was great. It it was masterful acting on Tatiana's part. Mm-hmm. Man, man, listen. You can't say man, listen, and not say anything else because I'm listening. I'm just saying, like it's it's like the fact that she didn't win all of the Emmys is a problem for me because she deserves all of them during during the run of this show. Yes, yes, very much so. Brandon is on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B L K. Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. I'm Rashani. The show is under R T O podcasts. Um, and you can leave a review for the show on Spotify. It takes about 13 seconds. Uh, you can also leave a review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that in the Apple Podcast. And then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. Uh, you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. Or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. Or again on the Good Pods app uh, where there's a tip jar. Uh, and the voicemail number is 916-633-1537. Uh, and the email address is still return to Oswald at gmail.com. As you can see, we do uh, read all emails. Unless it's something that is based back in something like Oz, we might discuss it. But if it's something that's a question about an episode, we may not be able to. I think that's about it. Uh, Brandon, you got anything else? Nope. Scar, you got anything? Um, nothing new except for the price of the brick is going up. So like, um, for these candles, these prices may change because the prices for me have changed dramatically because of all of the supply issues and stuff like that. So a lot of these like candles and wax melts and stuff like that are getting ready to go up. I'm still going to try to offer some sort of discount to people who want to buy, but the price of the brick is going up. So the price of these rocks got to. For sure. For sure. I ain't got nothing. Thank y'all so much for listening. I greatly do appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. Theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats.
and it's called heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com, which is M-A-K-A-I-H.com, or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlordsvcs. Again, that's coffee.com slash services and click on shop below. When you purchase their services... Let them know Derek sent you.